Disclaimer, this is an older episode of our podcast and the audio quality may not be up to our usual standards. We hope you'll still enjoy the content and we thank you for listening. Occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic and Murder. (laughs) Hello. Spooky people. This is Myths, Magic and Murder, episode one. We're going to talk about some ghost stories, some urban legends. Some skin stories. Some scary things. Don't listen to this at night. Listen to it at night. Do it. Weenie. I'm Kate. I'm Abby. We're going to talk about scary things, spooky things, mystical things, and death. everything in between. Everything in between, yeah. Welcome ghouls and girls and everybody else. Kate, today I'm going to be teaching you about this ghost murder case. Exciting. It's from London, because that's where we are. That's where I'm from, not you. No, but I'm here now. This, this takes place in November of 1803, <whistles> when several people claim to have been attacked by a ghost in Hammersmith. Are you scared? No. Come on, Kate. (laughs) Several reports came to police that some kind of supernatural entity was wandering around the church and cemetery. He appeared as a tall man with strange white glow around him, but sometimes he was reported wearing a calfskin garment with horns and large glass eyes. Oh, sorry, that me. (laughs) (laughs) An absolute fashionista. What a legend, an icon, if you will. He was said to actively chase anybody who came through the churchyard and showed very aggressive behaviour. Maybe he was just the groundskeeper. He wasn't. Spoiler. Oh. He was moaning, assaulting people and being generally really freaky. Moaning like, ooh, or like moaning like, get off my lawn! (laughs) (laughs) Like the scary one. Oh. So obviously in the 1800s, everyday people were becoming obsessed with the occult. Obviously. Well, yeah, because religion was very big at the time. So obviously spirits communicating with the dead. It was all kind of a large thing, you know, witch hunts. like. Which time period is the 1800s? 1800s is King George, I believe. So what is that? Before Victorian times. Was Edwardian after? Yes. Like Stuarts and that? Do you want me to research it? Yeah, I want to know. The context? Yeah. In the 1800s, early 1800s, it was George III. So Georgian. Yeah, so the Georgian period, I presume. After that came George IV. Then William the the Fifth. No, Fourth. And then Victoria. Okay, right. Because I know that... And then Edward. I know that ghosts and stuff are very, like... In, I guess, in the Victorian times, but this was yeah, before the this was kind of before hype. that. People were still involved because of religion. So I guess if you can communicate with the dead, people believe that ghosts are a thing because they believe in the afterlife, I presume. Okay, alright. Um they also had very strong religious beliefs about suicide and other sort of controversial topics because of religion as well. Right. Um so the ghost was believed by the local people to be the spirit of a suicide victim who had died the previous year and was buried in the churchyard. So he was, like, damned, I guess. Yeah, people thought that if you killed yourself you were, and you were buried in a churchyard, your soul wouldn't be able to rest because you were a sinner, basically. Right. So you would then terrorise people. Was Is that the... true for, like, any sinner? Um, I don't know. Because huh. I'm, I'm really just thinking, like, it. that kind of realm, like, that kind of plane would be very, sort of, 
full if it was true for every sinner. Like, what you mean? Like everyone in the grave is just rising up? Yeah. Like, I mean, you still loaf of bread. You're stuck in this realm forever. I guess though, like people think that if you kill yourself, God is not going to take your soul because you've chosen to take your own life rather than Him making it His plan. So if God let you die, then He would take your soul. You know what I mean? Oh, so it's just a, a, a sort of death sin. Yeah, I guess. like your so soul like can't you... rest because you're the one taking it, and right. that's not fair. God doesn't want that. Okay, that makes yeah more sense. I guess. I mean, I don't really, I don't want to offend any any Christian. Oh yeah, any, like I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I was raised Christian, but not not recently enough. Yeah. To, to you know know that much about it in this area. Well, but that's kind of what I assume. Just let me know because yeah. I would like to know. Um, so there were stories and rumours that were circulating in the local area. Two women were reported to have been attacked by the spirit while they were walking past the church. And they died from shock two days later because they were so scared. Two days later though? Yeah. They were still in shock. They were frightened. They were frightened to death. It was just they, got kind of more, a, they got more scared with every They were sat in bed and they were like, God, this is terrifying. <laughs> oh, I keep trying to go to sleep. <laughs> no, it's quite sad. They did die. No, yeah, but, no, that's horrible. But no. yeah, you know. That's not good, but... Two days later is a bit, because you'd expect like, with dying of shock, you kind of expect to have like, like a heart a sudden, attack yeah. and, and die, but two days. If it was a really long heart attack. I didn't quite get how they died from research. He just said because they were so scared, they, they then died. I mean, it could have just been like later. they weren't eating, they weren't sleeping, they like. Yeah, you know, you know like it, they weren't living their life right because they'd been so scared by yeah, this ghost. It's, it's not good that they, that they died. That's horrible. Um, another man called Thomas Groom was also walking through the uh, the churchyard one night and he said he was grabbed by the throat. What do they look like? Have you looked up any of these people? I don't have any photos, but if I find some, I will post them on social media. He said he was walking with a friend when this happened and he was grabbed and he turned around to try and grab the guy. You know, his friend turned around and like, freaked out. Um, and then he pushed the ghost and he felt something soft that he said was like a coat, like a great coat. Oh. On the 19th of December, so this started in November, so it's, you know, a little while later, um, the night watchman called William Girdler saw the ghost and began to chase it, but the spirit managed to escape. People started to refuse to go near the area and lots of businesses lost custom and they were worried that they'd um, lose so much business that people wouldn't even make deliveries. Not because, the money! Because they didn't even want to go past it, so no one was, like, bringing any goods because they didn't want to, like, go past oh, the yeah. cemetery. And because London didn't have an organised police force at that point in history, and because everyone was really scared, people started like grouping together. So to, like a like, neighbourhood watch. Yeah, to like scare off the ghost. Like, they wanted to like fight it, so they were doing like armed patrols because they were like, we are sick of this guy. Oh, <laughs> of that's this cool. ghost. Yeah, it's quite wholesome, isn't it? What did they think they were going to do though if it's a ghost? What are you supposed I to do? I don't know. Did well, that guy successfully shove the ghost? He said that he like shoved it. Yeah, he said that he was grabbed. His friend turned around, and the ghost quickly left. And he pushed it, and he felt something soft. But he said that he pushed. Oh, the so ghost. he he so he the ghost is, is tangible. I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like, if you think about like a ghost, you kind of think like sort of see through. Like you can't touch it. You go through it. And I was like, what, yeah, are, they, what are these groups of like Georgian people gonna do? do? <laughs> why do you think that though? Because I'm sure it could be. But I feel like the media has kind of made that more of a thing. So, like, I don't know how ghosts feel. I've never touched a ghost. So, like, in films, it's like you can walk through ghosts and they can go through walls. But Apart like, from the ghost, the film. 
But yeah, I guess in the 1800s, you wouldn't have that. So you'd be like, well, it's just another, it's just a person who should be dead. I'm going to kill them. Maybe. Possibly. Or maybe they were just scared and they were just like, well, guns will work. Yeah. I don't really know the history about ghosts. Uh, yeah. it's, it's odd that they didn't go to the church though, like, and get like a priest because that would be what I imagine to be sort of the first port call, especially in such a heavily um, Christian era. Yeah. Well, it's, anyway. They just went straight for guns. <laughs> It got to January, and uh, people have been guarding the area for almost a week. While making his rounds around 10.30, William Girdler, the night watchman from earlier, met one of the citizens patrolling, and his name was Francis Smith. He was carrying a shotgun, and he was searching for the ghost. The watchman said that <laughs> he would join him after he'd called the hour at 11pm, and they would take the ghost if possible. He said, we shall take the ghost. So he was ready. He was sick of this, and he was going to get that Reet ghost. La, I'll be back in 10 minutes, <laughs> then we'll go get him. I'm not really quite sure what they were going to do with physical yeah. weapons. We'll get him. Yeah, that's none of my business. So just past 11pm, um, Smith saw something in the churchyard. It was a spooky looking figure. And Francis yelled, damn you, who are you and what are you? I'll shoot you. And then he did. Um, nice. He shot his gun at the figure. But it strangely fell to the ground, rather like a man and not a ghost. And that's because it was Thomas Millwood. <laughs> He was a bricklayer, Aww. and he was wearing the normal clothing for his job, which at the time was white linen trousers, a flannel waistcoat, and an apron. No. They were all very, very white, new and clean, so they were kind of glowing. He was heading home from a visit to his parents and his sister, who lived nearby. And his sister had like, just said goodbye, and she heard Francis Smith um, immediately challenging her brother before shooting him in the jaw and killing him. Oh, my God. Yeah, his wife said that she had warned her husband to cover the white clothing because he'd mistaken he'd been mistaken for the ghost previously as well. So after the shot, the night watchman and many others from the area met Smith, who appeared like very agitated that he'd you know shot a man well, when he saw the body because he thought that he was shooting a ghost and yeah. like saving everybody. So they carried the corpse to a nearby inn and he was taken to Newgate prison Newgate prison. Everyone he doesn't deserve prison. He well, didn't know. This is the debate, really, because this changed the UK law. Like, we're still affected by this one case. Was it manslaughter instead of murder? Well, everyone said that he was a man with a good heart and they were they were shocked that he'd killed someone and said they he, he insisted that he thought he'd fired at the ghost, but he still went for trial for murder because obviously he'd just killed a man. Mm -hmm. And while he was awaiting trial, it was discovered that he wasn't even the real ghost, but somebody else, John Graham, a shoemaker, had been dressing under a white sheet as a prank to scare his apprentice because his apprentice had been telling his kids, John's kids, ghost stories. So he was going to scare him to like not tell him any more ghost stories. That's who the original ghost well, was? Well, it's unclear as to whether or not he was the ghost from the other accounts, because why would he be grabbing people? Yeah, why would he have attacked two women? But he confessed to it. And he oh, he was, Wait, to the crime or just to He confessed to, to being it. like, I'm, I've been doing ghost stuff, so oh. maybe it was me. And like, I'm so sorry that this person's dead. The guy who'd shot him, he was found guilty even though he hadn't meant to kill him and he was sentenced to death by hanging and dissection. Oh my goodness. But it was later changed to one year hard labour, which isn't even remotely similar, but you know. Oh my god! <laughs> Could you imagine like your whole family's in court, like it's been like, you know, a they're long, like, tenuous trial. You will die by hanging. And then they're like, and actually, just further do some dissection. Labor. Yeah, and, and then fine. like the next day, you've like cried yourself to sleep all night. And then like the next day, they're like, actually, you know, watched an hour. Just an hour of work. Well, it's because it created like a legal conundrum because it was like, can someone be punished for their crimes if they acted on a mistaken belief? So like he thought he was killing a ghost like as self-defense because the ghost had been attacking people, mm. but really he'd killed someone. 
So whether someone can be held accountable for the crimes they believe if they were acting in self-defence, it's been argued and debated for nearly two centuries until 1983 when the issue was solved in an assault case. So like... I mean, I think he should have not sure. got more than that because... He, he did kill a man. Yeah, he was wandering around with a gun. You know, it, it it didn't make very much sense. And like his family still lost him, you know. Yeah. It, it, he did a lot of damage, even though he didn't mean to. Yeah. But, you know, and, and the premeditation of murder in some sense was there because he was going to kill the ghost, whether it's murder or not, because the ghost was already dead. Yeah, he was going you know. out aiming to kill something. Exactly, yeah. It's the same as if like you went out yeah. to shoot a fox and then you accidentally shot like a child or whatever, you know, it, it. you were trying to kill something, so you should... Yeah. In 2008, it was written into law that if the jury concludes that the defendant believed they were being attacked and the force was necessary, then the prosecution have not proved their case, and if the belief is unreasonable, then there's a conclusion. They can conclude that it was not honestly held and they should be rejected, so... I mean, it's still it's still jury's decision, basically. But yeah, this is still wait. A so big, if if the jury thinks that they, they didn't honestly know. believed it, yeah, they were honestly trying to like self defend self defend themselves. Yeah, like they were honestly trying to do good for themselves rather than just you know malice. Yeah. Then, okay. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. So what do you think about about that law? Uh, I don't really know because I feel like you can never really know what someone's intention was, you know, unless they've, you know, unless they've written down sort of, I'm going to go and I'm going to kill someone today. You know, you, yeah. you don't know whether, whether they meant to kill that person or not. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it makes very much sense. I think it helps for people that have mental disorders. So if you're suffering from schizophrenia and you genuinely believe that, you know, you're, if you're having hallucinations um, or, you know, you have, like, delusional disorder, that kind of thing, yeah, then it helps you out a lot in terms of the law because you're not actually meaning to hurt anyone. But people can get away with more things yeah. and mean to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So here's another question. Do you think that the guy that confessed was the ghost? Or do you think that there actually was a ghost, like a like a real supernatural entity and then also this man and then Thomas Millwood was shot as like a separate thing because <clears throat> as a disclaimer for this podcast we're obviously very open-minded to many many things if not everything that's the point of this oh yeah I'm I'm happy to learn so, about new things yeah I'm I'm interested in thinking that this was a real ghost case I mean because I, I can't imagine that this guy trying to play a prank on his apprentice is going to go around grabbing people by the throat. Well, not only that, if if he was going to, because, you know, people are messed up. So even even if he was going to, why would he then confess? Exactly. Why would you be like, yeah, I've been dressing up as a ghost to Especially if you got away with it. Yeah, like they weren't even going to do anything. They were just like, well, Thomas has obviously been walking around in all white and freeing everyone out. Yeah. And just not really putting two, two and two together. Because obviously it, there wasn't a proper police force, so no one was really, you know, thinking about this logically. Exactly, yeah. Like, no one was on the hunt for the evidence. person that was doing yeah, it. Yeah, it was just kind of like, well, there's a ghost. He's obviously the ghost. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> so there was no need for him to confess. I just can't imagine him doing, like, scaring people enough that they would then die. It seems weird, though, because as a ghost, if you'd committed suicide and then come back as a ghost, why would you hurt people yeah 
Well, I guess, you know, you're a, an angry spirit. But why would you be angry? Because most because people don't... Because society's done you wrong, I guess. I suppose, but most people don't commit suicide because they're angry. Yeah, they do because they're sad. Or, well, yeah, or in whatever. layman's terms, I guess. Yeah, like, because oh, yeah. they're sad. But, yeah, I feel like most people that kill themselves don't... I mean, it could be, you know, you you wanted the pain to end, whatever, you, you kill yourself, which we're not recommending. Oh, yeah, please don't die. God, yeah. Um, and then you think you've escaped it, I suppose, and then you realise that you're kind of stuck. Am I explain why you're so angry? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting, but I, yeah, I can't imagine that. I don't know. I mean, it could have not been a suicide. It could have just been someone who was in the graveyard that was different. It doesn't have to be that guy. It was just the, it was just rumoured to be that guy who would die from suicide. It could have been anyone. Because I believe in ghosts and things, but I don't know how I feel about God. So I don't I don't personally agree that if you died then you your spirit is restless. I mean I don't know anything about that enough to talk about it because I'm not a religious person and I haven't really looked into it to be honest. So I mean it could be anyone. I don't know why ghosts happen, really. So the guy that shot the other guy, I'm sorry, I'm awful with names. It's okay. Um he was the groundskeeper type thing as well. No, he was just on patrol. He was just one of the patrol people. He said to the groundskeeper, like, I'm going to go get this ghost. And he was like, okay, I will help you when I rang the bell. But then he shot him before that, before the, the, before the, guy the groundskeeper him. Yeah, finished. he was just working his shift. He was like, yeah, that's fine. Go get the ghost. Because obviously they were there to get the ghost anyway. So he let him do it. Okay, well, I think what probably happened is that it was someone else. I don't think it was the guy that was dressing up for fun. I don't think it was the guy that got shot. Um, and I don't think it was a ghost. Or definitely not that ghost. I'm thinking there was the possibility of there being another person there. You know, maybe like the groundskeeper or whatever who knew the grounds. He knew how to like um, attack people. He knew he'd get away with it. He knew that he could pin it on this guy that walked by wearing white Ooh, all the time. Interesting. I didn't even think about that. So you think that... The groundskeeper was just in on it and he wanted to scare people or kill them. Yeah, or maybe not Maybe not the groundskeeper, you know, I don't know him. But just someone else that was nearby. Yeah, I think there was probably someone else in the mix because, like, you know, you knew you could get away with it if there's no police force. Yeah. And there was a recent death, so you could just blame it on a ghost. Yeah. Because how's anyone going to prove you wrong? Yeah. Because there's no conclusive proof that they do or do not exist. And you know, if you see this guy walking past in bright white every day, you know you can you can get away with that. Or maybe it was the um guy that shot the guy in white, depending on someone else. Yeah, true. Wow, you're making up conspiracies here. I hadn't even thought about that. I was just like, Well, there's a ghost. That's it. <laughs> well, that's I'd the settled end. on it, yeah. I guess there's a ghost and we're just all just all fucked, really. But yeah, it's very interesting. Let us know what you think. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to head over to Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder. Over on Patreon, you give as much or as little a month as you would like to, and you get loads of extra content. It's like a little club where we all chat to each other and we have a great time. Also, if you want to submit any of your stories for us to hear, you can do that over on our website, MythsMagicandMurder.com. Or you can email us on mythsmagicmurder at gmail.com. So mine is 
on skinwalkers. Ooh. Scary. Spooky. I read bits of a book uh, called Stalking the Tricksters by Christopher O'Brien, I think. Brian, something like that. Also just, you know, Wikipedia, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, originally, skinwalkers, they're like a... Navajo tribe thing, and I'm so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. They are Native American people in um, the Southwest United States of America. Mm-mm. And a skinwalker is basically a harmful witch uh, using a form of black magic uh, to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. So, beliefs of this stemmed from the Navajo Yi Naudlushi, I think, which means. With it, he goes on all fours. So like a werewolf, but yeah. more complex. Yeah, like a werewolf or, you know, sort of any sort of shape-shifting thing. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Specifically, I've never learned about these, so this is really interesting. <laughs> specifically, anti-genie, I think. Um, I take no responsibility if Kate is... Oh, honestly, if I've done it wrong, I'm not surprised. But honestly, I'm so sorry. I'm giving it my best go. And if I've done it wrong, please just let me know. Just have a go. And I'll apologise for it next time. (laughs) Have a go at her on on Twitter. (laughs) Please don't have a go at me. I'm just trying. She's just trying. So the anti-genie are witches that use their powers to travel in animal form. And occasionally, it also includes the klesiati, or pure evil. And these are people who have committed acts of incest, necrophilia, or um, have murdered a close blood relative, more often than not, siblings. Jesus. So the latter people are said to have rid themselves of humanity, so they can fully immerse themselves in the witchery way. And there are four basic ways of Navajo witchcraft. So there's witchery, sorcery, wizardry, and frenzy. None of these are equal to European witchcraft. So like brooms, black cats, spells, cauldrons, that kind of thing. They're just additions to the Navajo spirituality. And in general, witchery way is focused on corpses and death, which is something that is super avoided in Navajo culture normally. So any questions so far? No, I'll just keep going. Skinwalkers are most often seen as wolves, owls, birds, coyotes, or foxes. However, the Yi Naldushi can allegedly transform into any animal they please and aren't just limited to animals, but can also steal the skin or body of a human. That's horrific. Yep. It's believed that if you lock eyes with a skinwalker, they can enter you, take over your motor functions, and make you do and say things beyond your control. Jesus. So if you look at them, they can just... They can just be me. Yeah, but you are aware. You're watching so through like, your eyes. My brain is still going, but they are using me. As yeah, you're like just like a, trapped in your body at that point. Device. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. How do you know if if they are? If you lock eyes on one, or do you just not know until it happens? Well, there are. I'll okay. We'll just get keep to that. going. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me questions that were going to come up later, but I tried to plan it That's as best what I, was I could. You, you were like, do you think it's a man? And I was like, no, it's a ghost. <laughs> the eyes are something that seems to be of importance because um, it's also believed that a skinwalker's eyes glow. Like how animal eyes glow. So like cat's eyes glow. Like, like the vampire eyes in The Sims. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I guess like the vampire eyes in The Sims, Ab. Cool. 
So the skinwalker's eyes glow like an animal's when they're in human form. And when they're in animal form, they don't glow as they should do. If that makes sense. There was nothing... Obviously, I did all of my research online. Um, there was nothing online to sort of say whether they glowed when snatching human bodies. Right. So I don't know if you'd be able to tell if it was a human. So say like you had been taken over by a skinwalker. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to tell whether your eyes would be any different or not. Right. So it could just be that they glow when they're in their normal form. And then if they transform into anything or become somebody else. Yeah, exactly. If they transform into anything, they don't glow. Okay. I guess that would give it away, but okay. Yeah. Okay. If you do know that, please let us know. If you're an expert <laughs> you on skinwalkers. If you're a skinwalker, please don't let us know. Oh, yeah. you're. I'm yeah. so sorry. Don't get me. <laughs> also, fun fact. Apparently, if you talk about skinwalkers, it brings them. Carrying on. Why? Why would you do this? I didn't consent to them coming here. <laughs> well, we're not near Native American land. I think we'll be okay. Although there were a couple of stories that weren't. There was some in Alaska. Were there any in England? There was one in the UK. Well, you better stop talking right now. Hon, you better don't. Anyway, so legend sometimes says that in order to transform the witch or the skinwalker, um, I'm going to use the two interchangeably here. I know that not all witches are doing black magic and skinwalkers and stuff, but I'm just, yeah, just know that I'm using the two interchangeably. Needs the pelt of the animal that they're trying to become. I can't remember where I read it, but um, it's also, you can also use like the bones. Like some witches have been known to wear like dog bone, like skulls as hats or, you know, have the skin around them like a cloak or something. Oh, we're talking about fashion today, huh? (laughs) Fashion. But yeah. However, uh, this became a method of identifying them, obviously. So apparently... I guess it's not needed. They just did it. like Just like style? I don't know. Um, okay. But in Navajo culture, it is very frowned upon to wear the pelt of a carnivore. So in a lot of their um, like ceremonies, they'll wear um, sheepskin or cow hides or whatever to sort of... Because they're animals of importance. So it, it's kind of like celebrating the animal in a way like honoring the animal okay but where the fear of skinwalkers is so real you just should not wear carnivore skin yeah okay yeah. that makes that makes complete sense yeah yeah similarly uh there's a belief for pueblo indians that witches can use various animals body parts to transform that part of themselves into the desired animal's part does that make sense yeah. The, um, this is thought to be used because they believe that witches meet in a cave at night for things like their ceremonies. So in order to become a skinwalker, you have to go through a ceremony. So you have to meet at night. I think it said like every Friday or something. Like Okay, so there's real meeting hours. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like a Facebook group chat. Well, like some of the um sort of the local people yeah. in um in one of the the excerpts that I read, like believed that it happened in like a cave that was however many miles away sort of every Friday was when they were like on alert type thing yeah so yeah it's believed that the transformation of a a body part whatever has been used to sort of slip out at night and change themselves into the animals or change parts of them into the animals so that they can get there quicker and then come back before dawn 
And I found a story about a woman who left her human eyes in a cup to use owl's eyes. That's gross. Yeah. But it's so that obviously she could see better because it's dark when she's trying to get oh, to God, this. Oh, God, imagine a woman with owl's eyes. This cave. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> that may, that's cool, though. Imagine how you could see. But when she got back from the meeting, her husband had found her human eyes because skinwalkers don't tell anyone. They lead normal lives by day. Right, and then so he didn't know? By night, no, he didn't know. So he found her human eyes and he dunked them in urine, which made them unusable. So she was left without her normal eyes forever. Wow. Man really got his own back. He, ew. Yeah, he peed on her eyes. <laughs> I mean, that's a <laughs> Which unique. sounds silly, but also rad as fuck. Oh yeah, I mean, it would work. Definitely. He knew what was up. I don't think I could pee on eyes, even if I wanted to. I don't think I'd be that brave, because if I found out you were a skinwalker, I'd be pretty scared to to piss you off. See, I was thinking, like, yeah, we'd just be the same. I'd, I'd just be like, okay, well, you should have just told me, but I understand why you didn't. Here are your eyes. But the thing with skinwalkers is, if they find out that you're onto them, they'll just kill you and everyone you know. Oh. They don't want to so be So he was really brave out. when he peed on those eyes, He was, then. yeah. I don't Did know what happened. Him? I don't know she what happened. She must have killed him. Probably. She can't have been like, this but is But then fine. how would the story have been told? Maybe he left a note like, peed on my wife's eyes. If I die, <laughs> no, here's why. Gotta go, just peed on my wife's eyes. Maybe he ran. Yeah, maybe he, he ran after run that. Away. I mean, yeah. probably, right? I mean, I would. Pee and then just leave the country. If I found out you were a skinwalker, I would be off. See ya. Let me just put my normal eyes back in and we'll resume this conversation. <laughs> Have we get those owl eyes out? I can't even put contacts in, never mind entire owl eyeballs. Oh god, she tried to put contacts in once and cried for two hours. It wasn't two hours. It was. It was a crazy Halloween. If there is a skinwalker about, then tapping sounds around the walls of your house, um, including like your upper stories. You could be on like you could be in a flat on like the tenth floor. And you could hear like tapping sounds, knockings on the windows, sounds of climbing on the roof or like scratching on the roof. Oh, I hate this. Banging. I'm going to close the blinds behind me. Standing outside your window and peering in. <laughs> no matter what floor you're on. Oh, God, I hate this. These are the signs of a skimwalker. They're going to come now. You've talked about Trying them. to get your attention. They cannot, however, come into your house without invitation. Oh, it's not that bad then. I mean, it's not good. Just don't let anyone... I never let anyone in anyway. <laughs> Skimwalkers are fast, agile, and impossible to catch. And they leave tracks um, larger than those of any animal. What about if I have a really big net? <laughs> and bait. The bait are the human eyes. Uh, sweetheart. <laughs> Please don't try and catch a skinwalker. <laughs> when they're tracked, if you if you try and somehow track a skinwalker, even though they're super quick, the tracker usually knows the person whose house it leads them to. So skinwalkers won't just come at you normally. Normally the reasons that they do things are like um, revenge or anger or greed or, you know, that kind of thing. So when skinwalkers have been tracked, it's like... If you piss them off... Yeah, it's like that guy you used to be friends with or, you know, something like that. Skinwalkers are super duper strong, apparently. And they've been known to attack vehicles to cause car accidents. And so, you know, how I said they weren't allowed in unless they were invited in. Yeah. 
They have tricks so they can mimic any human or animal sound to lure their victims outside. So they could steal my voice and call you from outside. I'm scared. Yeah. That's so scary. Like if I was out for the day and then you just heard, Abby, can you come let me in? And it could have taken me. Okay, so what we're going to do is make a password that only we know. <laughs> yeah, it's horrific. And That's it? really scary. Yeah. Yeah. It says the Navajo believe this is used as a trick to lure people outside. They can call to the victim through the voice of a person they know. Or they can use, like... Ernie. A, yeah, like... Ernie Ernie's my cat. cat. Yeah. yeah. He's a sweet boy. He's huge. He's not fat. He's just scaled up. He's quite fat. Shut up. <laughs> You're upsetting him. He could, like, meow. Yeah, so they can, can use like, meow. Oh, I have to let Ernie in. Yeah. Or, like, they could use, like, an infant's cry to lure that someone. That wouldn't let me go. <laughs> then <laughs> I'd go in the opposite direction. I know that wouldn't work for you, but, like, <laughs> if you were, like, a mother. A mum, yeah. And you were walking down a street and you heard a cry from, like, an alleyway. Yeah. You'd go check it out. Or someone, like, screaming, like, help. Uh-huh. Well, it's interesting. There's a story about that. Okay. They can also use resources because obviously they're witches they're not just animals yeah so they also have resources like um there was one that cropped up a lot actually it was using bone dust as poison for their victims okay so they would like crush up the bones i think it was preferable if it was the bones of infant twins that's very specific Mm -hmm. yeah not always on hand so i think or like um finger bone dust or something like that yeah so they'd crush that up and then they'd blow it into the face of the victim. Right. Or they can put it down chimneys if you're in a home because obviously they can't <laughs> get in. That's what Emma Roberts did in American Horror Story. <laughs> <laughs> she goes off to Violet like... And it's just... Bone she's dust. dead. <laughs> bone dust. Fatality. Yeah. So they can put it down your chimney and basically makes your tongue go black and swell and then you die. Oh. Yeah. So there's that. And they can also, so the Navajo sort of people, from what I've heard, will not spit outside because skinwalkers can take that and use it for things that I'm about to tell you. And they also don't leave their their footwear outside because it can have like nail clippings or hair or that kind of thing on it. And if they urinate outside, then they um put sand over it so that it's unusable because things like hair, nail clippings, saliva, any sort of DNA related thing can be used and um, as like kind of almost like voodoo and they can use like a tarantula nest or a rattlesnake nest to like basically fuck someone up really. Right. Yeah. And also... They can use charms that embed themselves into a skin of a victim with no trace. So no one will know? Yep. You won't know. It'll just be there. That's horrible. Yep. Absolutely horrific. Also, apparently they smell like really bad. Obviously, this one is less confirmed from sort of my research on the internet because I I guess it's not really something that's super important and also... How many people get close enough to a skinwalker to sniff them? So attempting to shoot and kill a skinwalker isn't usually successful, but obviously they're super strong and super quick and stuff, so I doubt that you're going to get a shot in anyway, to be honest. But 
it's not successful. So how do you kill them? Well, it's thought that if you pronounce the full name of a skinwalker, like their their human name, yeah, then about three days later, the person would either get sick or die from the wrongs that they've committed. So like, karma kills you, basically. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think that can be done by just anyone. I mean, that's the information that I found, but I, I think you've got to be like a powerful shaman to like attempt that, you know? I don't think anyone off the street can just go, Bill Gates, and then like he'll drop dead. You know <laughs> Bill what Gates. I mean? Oh, you a skinwalker. Well, I mean, it's got to be hard though, because if someone was trying to get you, you might not know their name. So if that's the only way of getting rid of them, yeah. it could be plausible that everyone can do it, but it's hard to because you don't know who they are. Yeah, and unless you uh, say like every name they have of like Facebook, you know. is it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, every person ever. Go to the yellow pages. Well, especially back, name. you know. A hundred years ago oh, or yeah. so. How are you supposed to know? Yeah. If you don't know them, you don't know them. There's nothing you can do about that really, is there? Yeah. So yeah. Skinwalkers are obviously a very sort of real threat. Yeah. Especially to the to the Navajo people, because it's seemingly only the Navajo people that the skinwalkers go for, I guess. I've got a couple of, of stories from Reddit that maybe mean that it's not the case. But in general, that's kind of what I found. So that's prompted things. There was a Navajo witch purge in 1878. And that was brought about by a whole whole bunch of things. Basically, the um, US military, I think, went in and kicked all the Navajo people out of their land. Yeah. And was like, you can't come back. So they had to go on like the long walk of the Navajo, I think is what it's called. And they went through real hardship because they had nowhere to go yeah which led a lot of them to resort to skinwalking because it's easier if you're a coyote it's easier to live in the desert than if you're a a person with nothing yeah so that happened and then about four years later i think the um u.s military was like oops we got it wrong you can come back and like (laughs) let them all back so after that there was the navajo witch purge where 40 suspected Navajo witches were killed. So I imagine that was a pretty by rough time. By their own people. Yeah, by the Navajo. Okay, yeah. yeah. But most skinwalker tales now don't include death or injury. They mainly just depict skinwalkers as, as kind of trickster-like people. Right. So, for example, there's a, a story of a man who was making repairs on his home when he heard loud laughter from a nearby sheep pen. Oh. And he thought he was alone. So he went to go check out the pen. Don't. When he got there, all but one of the sheep were huddled in the corner of the pen. Oh no, the poor sheep. The other one was on two legs, laughing like a human. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Oh my God. The man saw that the eyes of the sheep were human. Then the animal walked away. He just left? Yep. Do you reckon he was laughing because he was like, I'm a sheep. Haha, <laughs> 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 look at me, I'm sheep. Weird sheep, man. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I'm sheep. Could you imagine seeing that? No. Well, if I'd have heard laughter, I would have went inside. <laughs> yeah, right? There is no way I'm going up I'm there. too cautious of a person, but it's because I believe in so many things. Like, if I'm your not livelihood gonna... is, is, is your sheep, though. Yeah, you've got to make sure that they're okay. Yeah. So That's terrifying. Yeah. Horrific. He lost a sheep that day. And yeah. his mind. <laughs> yeah. 
So Good Lord. That's terrifying. But on the plus side... I love animals, but I'd kill a sheep at that point. <laughs> there's no injury or murder or whatever. Yeah, it was just like, I want to be this sheep. Yeah, it's it's kind of just more, more trickstery stuff. And, and that's what I've found from the stories. Obviously, if they're real, I don't know if they are, because I don't know the people that are telling them. But there's no... It's kind of just messing with you. Yeah. Imagine, see, a sheep on two legs would be really funny because of the way that they're shaped. Like, they'd be so cute and silly. Mm -hmm. But, like, a sheep with human eyes, can you imagine? No, that's The reason sheep, I feel like, are so so gentle looking is because they have those, like, prey eyes. Well, they're vacant looking, aren't they? Yeah, they're just gentle. And they're so soft. But also, like, I'm not going to talk about how much I like sheep. But, (laughs) Um, you know... Number one, I love sheep. Number two. Here's the reasons I love sheep. One, soft. Two, little. No, they just, when you look in their eyes, they just look friendly. So, like, imagine a sheep with, like, human eyes. Oh, I hate it. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more where that came from. Oh, that's uh, it for the podcast. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something. What was it? Oh, that's what I was going to say. I wonder if you can kill a skinwalker when they have possessed a body. Because I haven't found that out. So that sheep. If you shot the sheep. Well, I guess maybe not with a sheep, but with the with the human thing that I was telling you about. Yeah. If you shot the human, so say there was a skinwalker in your body. If you shot me, my, my body would die. But with the skinwalker, that's why I wonder. Well, where does the skinwalker's original body go when it? I joined? don't know. Ah, okay. Because well, because they're a witch. I don't know what would happen there yeah so i don't know yeah would the body just be like left somewhere and they're just empty for a bit and their body is just vacant yeah or do they leave that body behind because i guess they'd have to be able to jump out at some point because then what would be the point you know you're just trapped inside other people forever that's oh yeah no they'd definitely be able to jump out so i guess the body must just be somewhere then or you know they're just kind of keeping it within them i guess i don't really understand but yeah scary anyway Yeah, well, I feel like the only way you'd find out is to... I mean, the Navajo people don't talk about it. Yeah, well... Because, I mean, like I said... Maybe, really. Like I said, it, like, attracts their attention. And also, everyone's shit scared of them, understandably. Yeah. Especially if they, they kill the, like, that, that the Navajo people. Then you're just exactly, not gonna, yeah. not going to risk it, are you? No. So, there is a place uh, called the Skimwalker Ranch which is in Utah. Um, it's got a lot of UFO sightings and etc. There's a lot of weird stuff going weird on things. there. Yeah. So the very day uh, Terry Sherman and his family took possession of the ranch, they saw an abnormally large coyote slash wolf, like something in between, in one of their pastures headed towards the livestock that they had. Then it grabbed a calf by the nose and dragged it away. No. Terry and his father beat the animal oh, Jesus. to make it release, but it wouldn't because they had prize-winning cows. Yeah. They had, there was a lot of money in, in those cows. Um, also, cows are nice. Yeah, cows are lovely. They haven't done anything wrong. Leave them alone. Drop it. Drop, Drop it. Bad boy. Drop it. <laughs> give, give the cow. Fetch. Throw the cow <laughs> off the field. No. Go fetch. <laughs> So Terry and his father beat the animal to make it release, but it wouldn't. Sherman then shot the animal at point-blank range with a magnum, but it didn't let go. Oh, God. Another shot, and it finally let go, but it just stood calmly. I can't imagine the fear. Looking at the men. 
Like, you've just shot this animal twice at point-blank range. After a few more shots, the animal just trotted off. He was just like, do you not see this is not working? There was no blood or injury to the animal. God. And the tracks of the animal went for about a mile, but then just ended as if it had vanished. Horrible. Yeah, because they tracked it. Because they were like, well, this animal might come back. Yeah. We need to get him. Yeah. But it just vanished. A few weeks later, Gwen Sherman, I don't know the relations that everyone has in this family, but it's another Sherman, was in her car and there was a huge wolf that's back was parallel to the top of her window. Oh my God. How ginormous is that? That's huge. Yeah. So I guess the the Shermans really uh, piss someone off. Well, no. So it's believed that the ranch was built on a skinwalker path. Oh. Yeah. And it's near the Dark Canyon, which is believed to have a heavy skinwalker presence. So that's like their land, the skinwalkers. Like, I mean, I guess. That's where or they Or like lived. where they sort of hunt or, yeah. you know... Rome. So they might not even be terrorizing them on purpose. Then it could just be like, well, we live here, so what well, you that's what do? I'm thinking. Like, if if they they just see a cow, you know, they're not coming back for you. Yeah, they don't want you. Just I mean, kinda... there was no attack on them. Yeah, they just wanted a cow, and um, there was just let them have the cow. Yeah, I didn't write this one down because I'm stupid. There was a very muscular coyote, I believe it was. It could have been a fox, um, going after their horse as well. And like the horse's legs was all like scratched up, oh. but again, the the Sherman, I think it was Terry again, got rid of um, the animal. But it would the whole kind of general synopsis is that these creatures that don't look quite right keep coming for their animals or keep turning up. Um, like I don't think anything happened to Gwen, but. Obviously, you see something like that, it's going to spook you out. Yeah, definitely. So the owner of the ranch contacted local authorities. I don't know if it was authorities or whether it was like the elders of, of a tribe or, or something. Yeah. Um, Like the area. Whoever's in charge of the area, I guess, to go into the Dark Canyon. But it was rejected because uh, they didn't want to cause issues with the skinwalkers. Like they didn't want to because everyone believes in it they were like no because you're you're just gonna lure them all out like don't yeah please also you'll die and loads of other stuff has happened at the skinwalker ranch so there's been cattle mutilation uh crop circles ufo sightings stuff like that there's a, a skinwalker ranch film from 2013 which is loosely based on the folklore surrounding the ranch so and some of the stuff that's happened there is is really really weird and there was a theory that maybe it wasn't ufos um maybe if the skinwalkers can get inside your mind then maybe it can make you see things exactly yeah so there was that kind of theory but it it doesn't really explain like the, the crop circles and stuff but maybe they're aliens yeah so don't know about that but that is what skimwalks are and the skimwalker ranch. Horrifying. Do you so, want to read me the uh, the Reddit stories? Hell yeah, I do. So this story is from Yoshi Moss. So, 
I decided to join my bestie Karen for a three-day stay at her grandmother's place on the res. So the res is like the reservation. Yeah. That's what they call it. Her grandmother lives near a place called Tuba City, Arizona. In the middle of nowhere, but surrounded by rural homes. We go to college together and I was kind of interested to know about Navajo tradition and about the last experience I wrote about. I didn't see the last experience she wrote about, but this one was interesting enough, so I just kind of left it there. The first day we stayed, it was pretty chill. Nothing out of the ordinary. But then her grandmother, who's not that old, she's around 67, said that a stray dog came out of nowhere and wouldn't leave. To me, it did act kind of strange and ugly looking. Had a black shaggy coat, looked like a mix between a German Shepherd and a lab. That night, we were watching a movie in the living room. Had big windows that looked out to the front where the cars are parked, nothing fancy, with the curtains wide open. Grandma was in the kitchen cooking dinner and we were watching a movie. Next to the window is a medium bookshelf where the DVDs are kept. Karen went to put back a DVD we'd just watched, but she freaked out because the stray black dog was staring at us through the window, standing on top of the wood box outside. Not something normal dogs do from my point of view or from hers. Usually, my dog, which is a house dog, scratches the door to be let in. Res dogs aren't house dogs, and dogs inside houses are frowned upon in Navajo tradition. They're meant to protect the house and the owner, so they, they stay outside. The other dogs seem to stay far away from it. It's always a bad sign. <laughs> if your dog doesn't like something, you should trust it. Right? I trust my dog and my cat for that. I don't have my dog anymore, but I trusted him every time. Yeah, yeah. Karen opened the door and yelled at it to get off the box. It ran <laughs> off behind the shed. We went to Tuba City to get some groceries, came back into the house. The dog was nowhere to be seen, nothing unusual. Grandma went to visit some people, so it was just Karen and I. About five o'clock, we heard someone trying to open the door. We both looked out, since there had been no car heard and no dogs barking. Looking out the living room window to the door, there was the dog trying to open the door with its paws. Two paws wrapped around the brass doorknob, standing on its hind legs. Dog, you can't come in. It seems like something that will win Britain's Got Talent, but equally if I saw it in person, I'd shit my pants. It's like, I can smell your sausages. <laughs> I know you're in there. There's a tree. <laughs> I know. Give me the ball. <laughs> ball, 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 ball. <laughs> Let me in. No, that is scary. <laughs> yeah, it's horrific. I thought that was weird, but not really freaked out. Why? Karen was. <laughs> Good on Karen. Karen is the real protagonist. Karen's the one who survives the murder. Yeah, you're the first to go, Yoshi Moss. She opened the door and chased it off. Grandma came back later and Karen told her. Grandma didn't like what she heard. We got ready to sleep. We slept in the spare bedroom since it had two beds. One window with curtains opened a little. We turned off the light, but something sounded on top of the roof. Pitter-patter footsteps and scratching sounds and panting. Weird, because the roof was way up there. The noise sounded like it jumped off onto the large plastic water barrel they had. At first we heard what sounded like barking, but as it grew louder, the other dogs seemed to be barking at something also. All of a sudden, something was running around the house barking, and it was no dog. The barking sounded human. A deep male voice oh my God. barking like it knew that we knew that it wasn't a dog. Woof, woof, rough, rough, off, off. Just exactly like that with the W's, the R's and the A's. 
then panting again by the window. We started freaking out. Karen decided to, in my opinion, was stupid, open the curtains to look out. Oh my god. There was the stray dog on its hind legs, looking into our bedroom, but this time, it stunk. As usual, I already knew what that was because it was the same smell of my first encounter. So obviously this this person has encountered a skinwalker before. Yeah. And what I thought were two black holes in its neck, there were another pair of eyes twinkling, like those of an ugly glossy spider. Like glossy spider eyes. Right. Which I don't know what that is because I've never heard anything about that, but it was just this person's experience, I guess. Um... And the paws were deformed-looking hands with overgrown, somewhat thick and sharp fingernails. Again, both screaming and shutting the curtains closed, Grandma came running through the door and seeing it. First thing she did was grab ashes from the fireplace, load three bullets into the shotgun from under her bed, bless herself in Navajo, and went outside to shoot it. What a legend! (laughs) You go, Grandma! Yelling in Navajo about how the thing wasn't welcomed here and to get the hell out of there for it to go linger somewhere else. Then both being traditional, the next day they called a medicine man to come over and put cedar in. So m- the medicine men are like white witches, basically. They don't in like our terms. Yeah, like in in European terms, they're not they're good witches, I guess. Um, there's a lot of sort of herbal remedies and and health stuff there. He prayed over everyone with cedar smoke and an eagle feather blessed the place, made us, eat, made us eat bitter herbs called eagle's gull or something, and gave me an arrowhead. Apparently I need to carry one for protection and a little pouch called corn pollen. Seems to work pretty well. The medicine man said that the dog was a skinwalker, which in Navajo is a long word, but I call them Yoshis. Right, that explains why her name's Yoshi Moss. Or his name. The body of a stray dog, which was killed by the skinwalker, made an illusion so he wouldn't know if it was a real dog. He also said that they tend to harm people by using some sort of human bone straw to spit at someone. So that's the bone the thing bone that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it says, <laughs> think spitballs, only deadlier. Doctors can't detect it, but the medicine man that day pulled a piece of human skull out of grandma's right shoulder. Pretty big, about two inches long and one centimeter thick. Ooh. It was real because we watched him pull it out of her. That was intense. <laughs> and that's the end of that story. Wow, that's yeah. really scary. It's by Unflavored. I met a skinwalker. This was only two months ago. Me and my best friend decided to sleep on my trampoline. I live in an area where there isn't many houses or many people. My dad owned about three acres of land each way around the house, and the nearest road was a kilometre away. Our backyard is, well, huge. My trampoline is about a two-minute walk from the house. Me and her set up our beds, piling blankets and pillows so we'd be comfortable. We went inside to get some snacks before we stayed outside. We made three bags of popcorn, a litre of Fanta and red Solo cups. Nice. We used my stepmom's laptop to watch a few movies. In the early hours in the morning, we started to hear things. At 2.30, my friend's name is Ella. Ella left to use the bathroom. I scrolled through Instagram and just kept waiting. At 2.50, she hadn't come back, so I left for the walk back to my house. My dog, Freddy, sleeps in a dog shed my dad made. I could hear him barking and scratching at the door, so I unlocked it. I saw him. His back legs were extremely long, and his fur looked disgruntled, and he wasn't barking properly. 
I closed the door and walked to the house, creeped out. It was 3am now, still no sign of Ella. So I went upstairs to the porch and opened the door. There, my dad was asking me why I was inside. I said, has Ella come in to, to use the bathroom half an hour ago? He said, he's been in the kitchen all night and she hadn't come in the back. I got worried. Did she get lost? I called her cell and went straight to voicemail. I went to the family room and there was Freddy sitting straight up, uh, looking back at me. I can't imagine a dog sitting like a human because I feel like it would look really stupid. No, this is like, this is the dog. This is the normal dog. The dog's inside even oh, though she just saw like a, a, normal, dog a dog outside. But the weird dog is still, I guess she's just let it in the house. No. I thought she let him in. No, she let him out of his dog shed. Oh, I thought he was scratching from, I thought he was outside because he was in the dog shed. And then like, he no, to he go was in. in the dog shed. He wanted to get out of the dog shed. Oh, right. Okay. I thought it was like a kennel, you know, where they just kind of go in when they want. I didn't realize he was trapped inside of that. <laughs> it's just to sleep. But anyway, yeah, I didn't think it was Freaky helpful. dog outside, anyway, normal dog, dog inside. Yeah, okay, yeah. so don't leave now. Don't, yeah, don't go outside She's gonna now. Go outside That's going to be horrific. <laughs> he looked normal, but why was he here? I remembered stories my native friend had told me, skinwalkers. I ran out to the front yard and there was Ella. I grabbed her hand and her skin was freezing. She just looked at me. I went back inside and I, super freaked out, had told my dad what was going on. I went to my room and opened my bathroom to get some water. Excuse me, occupied? I hear Ella. Oh my god. I told her what had happened and she went back out, and we went back out to the trampoline. So now there's been a fake dog and a fake Ella. Yeah, so there's definitely something going on. She didn't believe me. Duh. It was a stupid prank, she'd said. We decided to lay down and try and sleep. Oh my god, Why? What my, is wrong with these people? <laughs> I heard my dad take Freddy out of his doghouse. It says, and then it got weird. But this it, is already it weird, yeah, it excuse me. It doesn't get any weirder. So Ella then says that she can't sleep. She kept thinking about the story and asked if we could sleep inside. Um, <laughs> no, because you're inside. I said yes, since I was also creeped out. We went inside and spent the rest of the night awake. When I woke up, Ella had no memory of the night. That's weird. Fuck that. Yeah. I'd be getting rid of my dog and my best friend. So this happened about 12 years ago. My family owns a farm in the heart of an Indian reservation. One winter, I was home for Christmas, taking care of the farm while my parents were away, Christmas shopping. As I was home by myself, way late in the night, I hear all our cows freaking out. I knew it had to be the wild dogs that are rampant in the area. So I throw on some boots, grab a shotgun, load it up and head out to the field. Also, America is wild. <laughs> they just went and loaded up a shotgun. Yeah, because everyone keeps. Grandma had a gun. Yeah, we'd be messed up if there was someone something here. We'd just be like, "Go away!" Yeah, what am I going to do? Lob a knife at it? Like, <laughs> fuck off! <laughs> Please leave. Yeah, I'm just like throwing my Shoot. TV at it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll call the police on you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um. Okay, so. You know, it's legal to buy a sword here. We can buy a sword, but we can't buy a gun. I know, there was one in that shop the other day. The uh, Gryffindor sword. Sword of Gryffindor, I was going to buy it. I'll buy that someday. I can do just as much damage with a sword. I'm not going to. You have to be closer with a sword, though. If you have a gun, you can shoot from a distance. I feel like you'd be a lot safer. Oh, yeah, I'm not getting that close to a skinwalker. Wouldn't it be cool to use a sword, though? Like, to, like, know how to use it, like, properly? I suppose, yeah. Wow. Sorry, anyway, wow. please continue. This was a perfect scenario for a horror movie. It was cloudy, but there was a full moon, and it was breaking through the clouds just 
just right to light up all the snow. I ran out to the middle of the field, just in time to see two dogs. They were standing up facing each other and fighting. I think, perfect, two for one. So I pump a shell into the chamber of Mr. Uh, Mr. 12 gauge, and then it happened. The two dogs heard the rack, they both stopped, looked over at me, and ran away. On their back legs. I can't imagine how stupid that would look. I can't imagine how horrific. You oh, yeah, two scary wild as well. dogs, But running? Immediately I froze, and every ghost story about skinwalkers and all other native legends I grew up with through, flew through my mind. Keep in mind, I'm a white guy, and up till then, these were all just boogeyman stories the native kids like to tell us to scare us. That night, they became real to me. Horrific. So that is probably not a very in-depth information guide to skinwalkers, but I try my best. Well, we could go on for hours, really, couldn't we, about things like this? Especially, oh, definitely. Especially know, all the stories and stuff. That urban legends and myths, yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, I mean, that's why we're doing this. I have a, We have a real love for myths, magic, and as well as that, also, as well. <laughs> as well as that, in addition... True crime, murder. Murder. Yeah, and true crime and, and horror and... Everything. Yeah. I'm I'm most passionate about these things, which is why we're doing this. Yeah. Because um, it's something that we really care about. So if you're interested in these spooky stories and learning about some interesting new occult scary things, then please continue to listen to this. Uh, we're going to post, hopefully weekly, on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, you know, everywhere that you can access. Fulfill your podcast desires yeah youtube as well and you know we don't have video yet but we are working on that um so hopefully in the future we will be able to also provide that but yeah and if there's anything that you want to hear on the podcast then yeah please request at it. us or yeah yeah follow our social medias yeah whatever you want to do there's a patreon option um if you have any spare money that you want to throw at our patreon yeah, you can chat to us on there, chat to everybody yeah, who joins. We'll have like a little little community going. Yeah, we'll talk about some, some scary stuff and then, you know, take that and put some on the podcast, hopefully. And like we say uh, on the Patreon, I'm just about to do two more Skimwalker stories if you haven't had enough of your Skimwalker fix. <laughs> yeah, anything that we don't um, that we don't talk about, we will put on there because we don't want to waste it. You know, we've done all this research. I don't want to throw away the paper that we've printed off exactly <laughs> so yeah we'll do that um and if i've done anything wrong i'm just really i'm yeah, really if you pronounce sorry. anything wrong <laughs> just <laughs> please let me know and i will apologize for it in whatever podcast yeah, i see it we are sorry i am sorry i really tried yeah so yeah follow us on social media subscribe to this we like it whatever you're doing whatever platform you're on um please leave us a review on itunes it will really help us out so have a spooky month yeah sleep well after that right yeah <laughs> don't listen to this at night listen to it at night don't. bye see you later